What is up, guys? Welcome to Two Brothers and Their Sports. I'm one of your co-hosts, Arov. And I'm your co-host, Josh. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about Kevin Durant. We're also going to talk about the Rams vs. Bengals brawl at their joint practice. And finally, Chet Holmgren getting injured in the Pro-Am game while guarding LeBron James on a crazy play. So I'll start with the big news that Kevin Durant is returning to the Nets. Now, if you go back, you can see that you said that Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving would be gone by the time the season started. And I said, it's not happening. I mean, Kevin Durant hasn't even started his four-year contract extension that he signed with the Nets. And Kyrie Irving is just not going to leave when Kevin Durant's still there unless something drastic happens between the two of them. We saw last year that KD was okay to let Kyrie go home and sit sit games out because he didn't have the vaccine. But as soon as the Nets started sliding down the standings and weren't playing great, KD all of a sudden was talking about the New York City mayor that how it was unbelievable how fans were allowed to be in the stadium without masks and unvaccinated, but Kyrie Irving couldn't play. I think that this is a prime example of how Kyrie and KD, I think, I think internally as well, not just externally, are brothers. Like, they are locked together. They are going for this, gunning for this championship this season. I hope that Ben Simmons can finally stay healthy. We saw that back surgery that he got last year, which I think was probably valid. A lot of people are saying that's just an excuse. I think it was valid. It, it, It seems like there's some problems between the three of them with Ben Simmons, but I hope that it gets resolved. Because this Nets team can be very, very good with Steve Nash coaching. And then with KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons all on the same team, this could be a really, really great team. And they just have to be able to work together and get to that point where they did a couple years ago when KD made it to the conference finals and was an inch away from going to the championship. And and I would have predicted that he would have won it. I'm, I'm really happy because... It's, it's really has not been a fun league when you see the superstars going, just choosing to leave teams. Like, you see that um, James Harden jersey back there. The Rockets are my favorite team. And all of a sudden, James Harden says, I want out. Well, he signed a contract. I want out. So he leaves the Rockets. At the Nets, I want out. So he leaves and goes to the Sixers. You look at the Rockets, James Harden still had a contract with the Rockets. We didn't need to let him go. He was sitting out games. Yeah, but you but look you at KD. Force them to Kate, do it. You, but, KD was but you doing look the at same KD. Thing. Came, KD came back because they, he and the Nets sat down, had a discussion, and so a Nets high, uh, someone high in the Nets made a remark to KD and stood up to KD. But that's just and KD. Right after that, we heard that KD actually. We heard all these details, and that KD came back. So I think, I mean, I, I sort of get what you're saying, where you're trying to get at, but I disagree because you see a guy like a GM finally standing up to a superstar and he stays. Exactly, I think that's, that's what I've been saying. I, that's what I'm saying. It's not that no one has the willpower. Even on the Nets, it's the same owner, the same GM with James Harden, but yet they still traded him to the Sixers. So it's not James that Harden's they have different situation. It's right? not like they haven't been able to do it. They are the one league that is letting it happen. And finally, they've said enough. The Nets have said enough. They've said that you still have four more years that you are going to be playing in Brooklyn. We're not trading you. Sit out for four years. Waste the rest of your prime. That's not our problem. And KD wants to play ball. 
He wants to be part of this team. He wants to be part of a winning culture. And I think that's exactly what they're going to be able to achieve in the next couple years. I don't think KD is leaving anytime soon. And I think that KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons will work well th well enough this year. And you said they could. I want to push back on one thing. You said they could have a title shot. I don't think they will. They don't have a title shot. You see already. All right. I don't think they'll win this the title. I think they have a shot. Yeah, okay. I I know. I disagree on that. You look in this offseason, what's happened? KD's demanded a trade. Kyrie wanted out, but ended up signing his, play, signing his player option and still wanted out. Then you see Ben Simmons. You don't really know what's happening with him. He got back surgery, but again, he's been very uncommitted in recent years to whatever team he's on. And then you have the GM of the Brooklyn Nets. And he's, I mean... He's been really, he finally made the decision to say, okay, Kevin Durant, you got four years left. You are not leaving here. You are staying with the Brooklyn Nets. Even if you don't, you demanded a trade, it doesn't really matter. You're going to have to stay or play basketball. Otherwise, you're not going to be traded and you're going to sit out like you said. How can a team logically and in the locker room and even with the whole personnel, how can a team get over that in, in I don't know, like two months? How is that ever going to happen? And they're all going to gel together and it's going to be perfectly fine. Even though Kevin Durant said he wouldn't, he would, the only way he wouldn't be traded is if Steve Nash or the Nets GM got fired. I mean, it's happened to all of our sports before. You look at this jersey behind me, the Jordan jersey. Exactly what happened with the 99 or 90. No, 90. it's not. It's Michael exactly Jordan said he was going to leave if Phil Jackson he wanted, got fired. He wanted, if Phil Jackson left. He wanted to leave because of the tensions with the GM. Because of the tensions with the owners. It was GM versus player descent. That's like Antonio Brown versus Mike Mayock versus Phil Jackson and MJ. Arv, they were on the same team. Arv, and it's still it's, GM versus KD. It's no, it's not. Nets. It's coach versus it's KD because KD said he wanted the coach fired. It's, it's the coach Nets versus KD. And he's staying there. But guess what? It's the Nets now. It's the Nets GM who's holding his feet to the fire versus KD. And I'll give you a coach guy. What about Bruce Arians and Tom Brady? Tom Brady forced Bruce Arians out of the head coaching job for the Buccaneers. You look at Troy Aikman with the Dallas Cowboys back in the 90s, and you know this, that Troy Aikman and Barry Switzer probably had the worst head coach to quarterback or point guard or whatever relationship that's the biggest on that team. Out of any sport of all time, they weren't even talking to each other. And guess who won the NFL championship that year? Guess who won the Super Bowl? But you're they talking can't. about Troy Aikman, one of the best quarterbacks ever. Uh, and you're talking about Tom Brady. Are you the crazy? Goat. Okay, Troy it's Aikman very is different. Troy Aikman is not higher on the quarterback list than KD is on the all-time, all-time NBA. The point is, there is public dissent. There is Kevin Durant. It's there's literally quotes of Kevin Durant saying. I will not be, this is paraphrasing, I will not come back to the Nets if Steve Nash is a head coach, and I will only come back if Steve Nash is fired or the GM is fired. You think that is going to gel well with Kyrie Irving, who is rumored to be traded to the LA Lakers and many other teams, and Kevin Durant, who requested a trade and was rumored to be traded to four teams, made a list of the teams he wants to be traded to. Yes, I and think you think he's going to just come back magically to the team yes. and be, he's, is, he is a great player, but you think he's going to come back, have 100% effort every single game like he would yes. have or would have, we don't yes. really know, he would have before this situation, yes. gel very well with his teammates yes. and the GM and everyone yes. and bond over championship. Yes. I don't I really don't think so. Now moving on to the Aaron Donald, well, it's being known as it's now known as the Aaron Donald situation because he was swinging two Bengals helmets at Bengals guys 
during the joint practice between the Rams and the Bengals, which I want to point out, whoever thought that was a good idea? Doing a joint practice between the Super Bowl, the winners and the losers of the Super Bowl, and it's been like... I don't know, like three months? Especially it's in the four or five months. It ended with Aaron Donald pointing out his ring figure. Yeah, saying for his ring, ring me. Exactly. I mean, that's like, uh, kinda, uh, whoever thought of this idea, that maybe it's Sean McVay, maybe it's Zach Taylor. They wanted to prove a point. I don't know if they wanted to get on good terms. I don't know what the point is. But this is a terrible joint practice idea. It's, it's, it's a problem from the start. You don't even have to see this situation to understand that it is a problem from the start. And on paper, again, the Kevin Durant thing worked on paper. This does not work on paper, and it doesn't work here either. You see exactly what happened, okay? So it was a, it was very close to the end of practice, and I guess tensions were boiling over. The Bengals obviously are not happy at Aaron Donald, and they were like, okay, like it's kind of annoying. So Aaron, I mean, there uh, eventually a brawl broke out between Aaron Donald and the Rams, I mean Aaron Donald and the Rams and then the Bengals obviously, the Bengals offensive line and it was it was a very crazy fight like I mentioned Aaron Donald swinging two helmets, the Miles Garrett 2.0, when I saw this I was like okay that's Miles Garrett, I'm surprised the NFL is not actually taking action and they're gonna like keep the punishment within the Rams organization which is kind of crazy because it's, I get it practice but it's two play, two helmets, not one and it's Aaron Donald of all people. So. I think that's kind of crazy. This whole situation is just very crazy. And I think that there should be punishment for both sides, especially Aaron Donald, because he's obviously the starter of it. But the Bengals, they they basically, they, I mean, you have to go back at him after that. But like, it's, it's kind of a whole crazy situation. You're not going to let a, a guy boss you around like that but the nfl they cannot stand for that it's i think it's very similar to some of the situation they've had in the past i mentioned miles garrett i think it's very similar you've got a guy swinging helmets at other people which is a huge liability you've got a fight breaking out in a joint practice and you've just got terrible scheduling it's a recipe for disaster and you've got to reprimand everyone involved and maybe even the coaches too yeah, I have no idea how this happened, but this is just unacceptable for both the NFL and both teams involved. I mean, Aaron Donald swinging two helmets, especially for a guy like him with the power that he has, that could cause major, major injuries and damage to other guys. And I, I get that it was probably something a little bit personal. There's things that definitely should not have been said, but the Rams will be taking disciplinary, disciplinary action. And in the past, We've seen a lot of organizations really not be so great about reprimanding their own players. I think the Rams are different this time. I mean, you look at you look at the Browns helping Deshaun Watson out with his only $1 million base contract for the first year and then giving him $300 million for the next four years. I mean, they're... Uh, Organizations have not been trying to, you know, make punishments fair. Teach they're a lesson to, to their players. They're trying to find loopholes. And I think exactly. Aaron Donald, I don't think he'll take a suspension, but I hope he gets a hefty fine. And I'm not saying this because I don't like him. I love Aaron Donald. but it, And I, I understand that there's some stuff that might have been said. There might have even been punches thrown. But to be swinging two weapons, which I don't even know how he got two Bengals helmets. Like, how do you just get those? I assume he probably just did the well, like, yeah, off well, thing yeah, but still, it. like, um, to use those as like swinging weapons, that's very dangerous. I'm really happy that no one got hurt. 
Um, and Aaron Donald, you know, with a guy like him, you just got to be careful. And I know that I'm just outlining him. There's probably 10 other guys that deserve as much blame as him. Yeah, I think Lael Collins was involved, was very involved, too, on the offensive line for the Bengals. Too. Yeah, so just the joint practice, not a great idea. Maybe pick teams without, not with as many tensions. Recent history as that. Yeah, and the NFL, they, they've just, I think they should also have taken a disciplinary action for this because this is just not acceptable it's a horrible look when you look at the videos that have came out and the like it, it's just really bad if it was just oh a fight broke if if it was just an article and there's no photos no videos i understand but you see photos of aaron donald's holding two helmets like this and, and ready why to bash you, someone's and why head you, in and exactly and you talked about i think this goes along with the schedule why do you think there's photos and videos because people were there why were crest there because it's a Super Bowl rematch and it's in practice. That's the exact reason why. So I agree it's a terrible scheduling thing and I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah, so let's move on to Chet Holmgren and our final topic and getting injured in the Pro-Am game against LeBron. So yeah. I'll start and Chet Holmgren, I'm a Rockets fan as I already talked about. You see that Rockets jersey over there. And I'm so excited that we got Jalen Green. And I'm also a huge Duke fan. Huge Jabbar Smith. Sorry, Jabari Smith. Yeah. And I, as a Duke fan, I think that Powell Bencaro will not even be the best Duke player. I think it'll either be Mark Williams or AJ Griffin. Yeah. So I was very happy when he I got selected number one overall because I've seen Chet Holmgren's potential and Jabari Smith. But we're focusing on Chet. So you look at his body. It's not a great build. He's like seven feet tall, maybe 180 on his best day. That, I mean, that's just... He, he, and... In the NBA facilities with the uh, Thunder, who helped make Stephen Adams and Kevin Durant pretty big Not beasts. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant a little bit more if you look at the photos from before, but especially Stephen Adams. He's just the progression through the years. It's something that we hope that Chet Holmgren can recreate. And then you look at he's had a very promising summer league, breaking the record for blocks in the game in his first or second game. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. He looked amazing. And then he goes to Seattle. He plays in a pretty small pro-on game. Ends up going against LeBron. Forces an air ball. But LeBron comes down. Boom. Steps on his ankle. I'm pretty sure it was a Liz Frank injury. Exactly. And yeah. all of a sudden, Chet's gone for the year. Yeah. It's horrible. It's giving off Joel Embiid two-year foot injury vibes. I mean, for two years, Joel Embiid could not stay healthy. He's an MVP candidate now, which is very... It's, it's a good lesson about like how people are able to bounce back i hope that check can do the same it's just really sad to see this happen especially in a pro-am game and especially against lebron james the guy who this was going to be one of the highlighted matchups of the year lebron versus chet i'm just really sad that this happened i wish chet the best recovery no blame to lebron it's a basketball game stuff like that's going to happen but i mean i'm just it's it's just very tragic and for those of you who don't know what a Liz Frank injury actually is, a Liz Frank injury is what Travis Etienne had this past year. It's basically where you're a bone in your one of your metatarsals, one of the bones breaks, and so they have to surgically repair it. Otherwise, your arc, your arc in your foot can actually fall down and cause further problems. So it's a big injury. It needs to be surgically repaired, and it's an area of poor blood supply. It's uh, I believe it's the cuboid bone actually. So it's a very poor blood supply. They have to go in and fix it, and that's why it takes so long. There's very little blood supply to that area in the foot. So it's a it's a very big deal for. 
for the for OKC for Chet and the Pro Am Jamal Jamal Crawford's crossover. The Pro Am was actually on the list of NBA approved, I guess, off-season games or um, recreational events that you could attend. We saw guys like Paolo Bancaro, Dejounte Murray, guys like that, Jason Tatum in this in, recently have been competing in these types of events. So. Seattle was super excited to finally have basketball back. We saw the huge lines for LeBron, but number two overall pick this past year, Chad Holmgren was in it. And so he on the it was on the first play of the game. LeBron gets the ball, drives in, he does a Chet does a great job hitting the ball. LeBron obviously has crazy grip there. So he hits the ball. It doesn't matter, but he forces LeBron to turn around, just forces up a shot and it's over the rim and it's a putback but as LeBron you talked about on Le as LeBron's way down he steps on Chet Holmgren's foot and you see immediately he starts limping he doesn't even get back to the end of the court he's a quarter way down the court not even a half court and he just pulls up he just stops and he's just standing there and they have to call a timeout and he ends up going out of the game so it's a good job of him taking care of himself but it's I think this is the exact problem and I pointed this out I pointed this out many times Chet Holmgren's biggest concern is his frame. His biggest concern by far. I mean, it's kind he's of surprising he made it this far without an injury like this. Well, I don't, I don't think so. But his biggest, his biggest fear is getting hurt and something like this happening. He's got the shooting. He's got the defense. He's a very good three and D guy. He can work in the paint a little bit, but he doesn't have that. Like you talk about, he's 180 on a good day. He doesn't have that big presence of a big man. So he, I don't think he can play center. He's very good at shot blocking, um, but he's like a three and D guy. So I think it's a very, it's very unlucky for Chad. It's just a something that's unforeseen. You can't really predict it. And the NBA approved this list of games, so it's not Chet or LeBron's fault. No blame goes to LeBron or Chet. It's a freak accident. The glass is half empty is that Chet Holmgren got hurt. He's going to be out for a year, and you wanted to see him play.